Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. friends and welcome to the happy hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I am your host Jamie and I'm so excited that you are here. Each week I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Today's guest is Sophie Hudson. Sophie loves to laugh more than just about anything and you will tell that in the show today. She began writing her blog boomama.net in November of 2005 and much to her surprise she stuck with it. Sophie hopes that through her stories, women find encouragement and hope in the everyday, joy-filled moments of life. In addition to her blog, Sophie is a contributor to the Pioneer Women's Blog and serves as co-MC for LifeWaits.Mom event. A graduate of Mississippi State University, which she loves, you're going to hear today, Sophie loves cheering like crazy at college football games and watching entire seasons of TV shows in record time. Sophie is the author of two books, and she lives with her husband and son in Birmingham, Alabama. Today on the show, Sophie and I dive into all things about writing books. We talk about women that have mentored us in our motherhood. We talk about college sports, dreams for our kids, and how we should love those around us well. I want to say thank you to someone who left a comment on Instagram, which I thought was so funny that I have to share with you. Guys, I want to say thank you to a couple people. One person left an iTunes review, and I'm going to tell you, iTunes reviews, they really help people find the show, and so it's a lot of fun when other we get new people finding the show. I want to say thank you to Lauren, who left a comment over on iTunes, a review. She said this, I'd never listened to a podcast before I stumbled upon the happy hour. Jamie is real, funny, and encouraging. Will you be my new BFF? Her guests are always inspiring and entertaining. The whole show is a breath of fresh air. It's definitely one of my three favorite things right now. Lauren, I'm so glad I'm your first podcast. That's exciting, and I'm so glad I'm one of your three favorite things. I actually have people email me or send me an Instagram or a text, and like, these are my three favorite things. They love that part of the show. I do, too. Someone left a comment on an Instagram photo, and I don't know your name. Your Instagram is Balminger, so whoever you are, you said you were telling a girlfriend about the show, and you said, funny enough, I was listening to the show while I got my tooth extracted. I thought, oh my gosh, that's got to be the most crazy thing that someone's been doing while they listen to my show. Anyhow, guys, thanks for the view. Thanks for the comment. Today's sponsor for the happy hour is Royer's Pie Haven in Round Top, Texas. When guests would come to just eat pie at Royer's Round Top Cafe, they would have to offer it to go or to enjoy on the front porch. There came the opportunity for the Royer's Pie Haven, a place for overflow, a place for guests to grab an amazing cup of coffee along with a slice of pie or even a whole pie in a relaxing, inviting, and inspiring atmosphere. The Pie Haven offers other sweet and savory treats as well, perfect for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have two locations, one in Round Top, Texas, and one in Austin. Find them online at royerspiehaven.com. When you go into the store to get a slice of pie, order one slice, tell them you heard about them on the happy hour, and they'll give you a slice of pie for free. Guys, thanks for listening today. Whatever you're doing, if you're getting your tooth extracted or walking on the treadmill, or doing carpool. I hope you enjoy it a bit more when you listen to Sophie and I chat. Hey, Jamie Ivy. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> What's going on? I'm so glad to talk to you. Oh, yay! Since I started this podcast a year ago, you've been at the top of my list, and this is the first time we're getting to chat. 
Oh, it's about time. It's Jamie. about time. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yay, yay. Welcome to the happy hour. Thanks. I'm so glad to be on the happy hour. You know what I was just doing to research for our show? Because this is this is how highly produced this show is. I spent yeah. about three minutes before I yeah. called you researching. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what I was researching were the uh, college football stats for upcoming season. <laughs> oh, you are good for you. That's more than I've done. Listen, I was going to tell you. I mean, like if you spent three minutes... That's about um, two <laughs> minutes and 45 seconds more than Melanie and I spend preparing for our... When Melanie yes. came on, I told her this, and I meant it with the most sincere, like, <laughs> yes. compliment I could come up with. When mm-hmm. I started to dream about doing a podcast, I had already been listening to you guys, and I said, if Melanie and Sophie can just talk to each other about, like, Steinmart and their aunt and food, and I keep wanting to listen, I can yes. do this as well. Absolutely, you can. <laughs> she said, that's what we do. And I said, I know, I love it. You're exactly right. If Melanie and I can do a podcast about Steinmark and college football and mascara. It's the best. Um, well, you're sweet. But I mean, like, it, the sky's the limit, podcasters. That's what I'm going to say. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. We are here to tell you that. Listen, there's a big table and there's room enough for everybody. There's room for everybody. So how did you and Melanie meet? Melanie and I met because she, honest, honestly, she left a comment on my blog. It was, golly, this was back in maybe like 2006. Mm, forever ago. Yeah. And, and she, um, so I had a blog and she had just started a blog and somehow like she followed a link to mine mm-hmm. and she left a comment and there was just something about it. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Like when you think about everything that's happened since then. But I just thought, I like this girl. And I liked a lot of the comments. I mean, I didn't, at the time, I didn't get it. I, wasn't, I mean, I didn't have a lot of readers. But, but I just thought, I like this girl. And so I just replied to her comment. And, and so we just kind of started that little dance that bloggers yeah. used to do back uh-huh. in the day when people left comments. Right. Of reading each other's blogs. And over time, I mean, this sound, I always say this sounds like an eHarmony commercial. <laughs> but, but we had to talk on the phone about something. And we have both said since... I think she was getting ready to buy a new Mac. And I said, it'll just be, she wanted to ask me some questions. And I said, it'll just be easier to talk. And, um, and we were both so nervous. And then I think we talked just about every day since then. I mean, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was perfect timing because we were both in this weird, new, strange world with our blogs. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is with your, like with your writer friends and your podcast friends, how there's a certain nerdy language you speak. And it's such a relief to find somebody else who, For sure. who knows it. Yes. Yeah. So that's how y'all met. And then now y'all collaborate on lots of stuff, don't you? Well, yeah. So so we met. Yeah, we did. So we started the podcast maybe, I don't know how long it was after that. Back in 2007. Which cracks me up, Sophie, that y'all started a podcast that long ago. I know. But would you go like two years without a show? (laughs) Yeah, we we did like one a year. We did a a lot to begin with. And then Melanie had this really sort of jacked up computer that wouldn't hold a a connection. Uh Uh-huh. for long, if we were trying to talk on like, we would try to, we would, we would audio chat over, um, I wasn't, I don't even know what it was called at the time, not iMessage, but whatever it was back then. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, and sometimes it would work and sometimes we, we started a lot of podcasts, like we would record for a minute and then we'd lose the connection. So finally, so when funny. Melanie got a new computer about two years ago, it helped us to be a little bit more regular with mm-hmm. them. And, um, but really it's just a matter of, we both have crazy schedules. And so it's just kind of like, eh, you want to do a podcast if we're bored? Sure. So yeah. we've always sort of played fast and loose with the 
with the whole scheduling thing. I love um, it. And it really was just because my husband, who loves podcasts, said, you know, Melanie should do a podcast because he would hear us laugh on the phone. And he's like, I think, I think women would listen to y'all laugh like, like you're laughing on the phone. And sure enough, what do you know? That's so funny because my husband was the exact opposite. Because okay. when I decided I wanted to do this, I used you guys as one of my examples. I mean, listen, seriously. <laughs> listen, praise the Lord for that. But Aaron was the opposite. He's like, why in the world would I want to sit and listen to two women talk? That sounds like the worst thing I could ever think of. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. I don't think you're my audience. <laughs> like, Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, David is, has much more of a, I guess because he's a, he, he's a person who listens to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think he knew it was out there and he had heard me talk so much at the time. Like there was in the Christian blog world, there was not a lot out there that was funny. Right. And so he's like, well, if people are, are wanting to read your blog because it's funny, seems like they'd want to listen to a funny conversation too. And he was right. I mean, it's so true. So anyway, so it's fun. I mean, like, I'm not kidding. It's the, it's the, it's the biggest train wreck. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we still don't know what we're doing. And are you, I got a new computer about, oh, I don't know, about a month ago. And the new garage band, I just realized oh that's a whole thing I've got to figure out. I had to get a new computer. My computer just totally crashed. And I got the new garage band and I opened it up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, it's in Chinese. Or I mean, I had, uh, I could not even understand it. And Aaron told me that I think I had the original garage band that was ever created. So I missed I think, a couple updates. I did too. I don't really update very often, which apparently <laughs> is one reason why my old computer died. That is so me too. <laughs> I never, mine died, I think, right when yours did. Because I remember oh. you saying you've been at the Apple store. Yes. And mine died like a day later. So and just yesterday, the, the thing popped up. It said, you, do you want to update this? And I asked Aaron, and he's like, yeah, you do that, right? And I was like, I've never done that. He's well, like, that might be one of our problems. Yeah, it was one of mine. And even when mine, like, just, it just, I mean, it just, it stopped. I don't know how else to put it. And we finally got it back up and running. And David said, well, you have a backup, right? I was like, <laughs> from 2012. I mean, what? I don't know what you think this is. Exactly. Not, not yep. real techie. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to be better because his Me thing too. was, look at all this stuff on your desktop. That's, and he had all of this language. You know, this is all it very processor like intensive. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was like, I don't. Uh, that's an easy place to save it. I mean, I don't know what, what you know, else must be. I'm going to start believing Aaron now because he always says you have too much on your desktop. And I'm always yes. like, I don't, why does it matter where it is? Yes. Well, but because apparently, David says it too. Mm-hmm. Your, your computer reads all that as an open application, well, which the computer just seems to get on board. Right? My it's, fine. It's, fine. it's just easier to have it right there in front of you. Oh my goodness. Anyway, we need to get so Apple I, on this. I, um, I, I finally, I, I spent some time with GarageBand this past weekend. I think I sort of figured it out. But our theme song's not on there anymore. So I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, well, you know, I'm about to change my theme music. And I don't know where I got my stuff from. But I'll send you the link of where I picked it up from. Okay. I thought, did, I thought maybe Aaron Richards. Well, what I have on there now is a song from a friend of ours. Okay. But I think I'm going to change to just music. Because he sings in it. Okay, gotcha. And Aaron said that's kind of distracting. Although okay. I love the music. He said right. it's distracting to hear me talking and someone singing. Gotcha. So I was okay. like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Well, that sounds, I think that's a good, a good strategy. So well, send me the we link. I've got to find something. I'll send you the link of where I'm p- picking up music from. Okay. okay. Podcast. Now, Sophie, you are working on a yes. third book. 
I am working on a third book. It's a sickness. It's what it is. Okay, so let me just tell you the things I want to know from you. Okay. I want to know a lot of stuff. I just read on your uh, blog about your process for writing that you're trying to figure out three books in. Yes. Um, and I need you to explain it to me because here's what here's my dilemma, and maybe you can help me. I've okay. been saying I'm going to write a book for about seven years now. Okay. Yes. Yes. But what I, I need, remember. What it about? Was it about a year and a half ago? Or like you oh, were dead serious about it, girl? Yes. I mean, okay. I read the book and I was ready. But I, I think I need to do what you're doing with these sticky note things because I just look at a whole entire, you know, 50,000 words and go, oh, gosh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know where, what, what? Like, this is too much. And so then I just do something else. I gotcha. How did you figure out when you wanted to write your very first book, how did you be like, this is what I'm going to write it about? I don't know. Well, I, well, I kind of do. I have the idea. I always, for some reason, I start with a title. And so I got the title. And I thought, I think that's a book. I had really been thinking a lot and praying a lot about whether I was supposed to write a book or not, or, you know, I don't, if I could. And so I had kind of decided that I would do an ebook. Like I thought, mm, I don't, yeah. I don't really, I don't really want to fool with that whole publishing thing. I'm not really up for rejection. I <laughs> yeah. think I'll just, I'll just do an ebook because I had some stories I wanted to tell. Yeah. And um, so I got this title and it was in the spring. And so I thought, well, this summer I'm, I'm going to start working on this book. So I wrote two chapters and it just happened that the next fall and um, an agent from a publisher um, that I knew of was going to be in town for a conference. And she emailed me and just said, would you ever be interested in writing a book? And that's kind of what got the whole thing rolling for me. Right. So when I was going through the process, I ended up, I found an agent, I, I did a proposal and all that kind of stuff. And when it, when it, started like when I finally got to the point where I was ready, I was going to actually start working on a book that was actually going to get published. My publisher did the nicest thing for me, which was to say, turn in each chapter as you go. Okay. And why did that help you? Because it was more like, I mean, even though chapters are much longer than a blog post, Mm -hmm. because I, because I'm a blogger, I was very used to that whole format of I'm going to write something and I'm going to get a reaction. Put it up. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to write something, I'm going to get a reaction. Uh-huh. And so my publisher said, go ahead and write it and send it in. And so I was, I got feedback after every mm. chapter. And that was huge for me because it, it helped me to know if I was on the right track. Right. And I kept, I kept asking Melanie, like, how in the world did you ever do this? How in the world did you ever write 50,000 words? And she said, it's like eating an elephant. You just, you bite off a little bit One at a time. One bite at a time. And it's, 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 it's so true. So I write a chapter at a time. And so right now I haven't, um, I haven't sent anything into the publisher yet, but I'm sending each chapter to my agent Okay, and I get feedback from her and I send it and Melanie and I both, we, um, we send our chapters to each other. Oh, that is so, so good. Yeah. So that's, so you put yourself in a position to answer your question, to get feed the feedback that you're used to getting from a blog post. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it helps so much because Melanie will flat out tell me, I don't think this sounds like you. Or a couple of chapters ago, I said something and I made a joke about it right after. Uh-huh. And she said, you take that joke out of there. The Lord gave you that word and you own it. Like you. you instead you, of trying to make it funny. Instead of trying to make it funny. Yeah. And so like that kind of stuff is just invaluable. So I would say have a buddy and then, you know, ask ask, you know, your publisher yeah. say, can I turn this in a chapter at a time? Which makes my armpits start sweating because <laughs> I think like they're going to send back the first reactions. You'll be like, 
actually, we changed our mind. This is really <laughs> bad. <laughs> They're not. But you know what? The, but you know that's a was, fear. You put yourself out there and you have to oh, be able to take positive and negative feedback. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and it's very vulnerable. You know, I, it's the most vulnerable thing. It's like, right. it's like waiting for people to comment on your baby. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You just want everybody to think that, that your kids are as beautiful as you do. And, you know, they're yeah. beautiful. Sometimes they're just beautiful to us. Right. And so, <laughs> sometimes these chapters are just good to us. Right. So I don't know, but it's, I would rather know early on if I'm way off track. That's true. Rather than turn in 50,000 words and then be like, actually, this is not the path that you should take. Exactly. That would be hard. So, but some people don't like that process don't like to be interrupted. So some mm. people don't want to, don't want to turn their chapters in, you know, every mm-hmm. time they finish one because they like the momentum of building towards something. I do not. Yeah. I don't care for momentum. Like I don't need that. I need, <laughs> I need some, I need feedback. So do you wait to write the next chapter until you get feedback? Yes. Okay. So you do wait to see like, am I on the right path? Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I may start to outline it with the sticky notes uh-huh. like before I, I get feedback, but, but, Almost always, if I, I have to hear from somebody, yeah, I have to hear from Melanie, or my husband reads everything, or I have to hear from him. Do you outline to... the entire book when you start, or do you outline chapter, write it, send it off, feedback, outline, write it? I outline the entire book, chapter by chapter, just like just in a very general. Mm-hmm. Here's one paragraph about what every chapter is going to be. Gotcha. And then, but I don't specifically get in there and outline the chapter until I'm ready to start the chapter. I always love hearing how people do stuff, even if it's like on any kind of thing that they do. It's interesting. It's just great. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm that way about like how, to, how people wash the dishes. I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear your method. I'd like to, I'd like to know that how you make that happen. You, you, four kids, that's how I make it happen around this house. Yeah. I, I, so I, I get it. Like I love, I love talking about this stuff. I was with somebody over the summer, who's a writer, and um, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. And, I mean, you talk, we just nerded it up oh, at yeah. lunch. I know everybody around us was like, oh, what a couple so of boring. word nerds yes. over there. But we so, just, we talked about. Can you tell us what your next book's about? Are you that far into releasing information? Yeah, I think I can. I don't know why I can't. But, well, um, let's yeah, do the it. Next, <laughs> the next book, the next book is about, um, this next one is really, it's about, about friendships and women and why we need women of all ages in our lives. Oh, I like that. So why we need women who are ahead of us and behind us in our lives. And, and is so, it still going with your same, like, you're just a great storyteller. Is there, are there a well, lot of stories? That's very sweet, Jamie. Oh, um, yeah, there's stories, but it, it's a little, it's a little different. And I don't know what, ha- just what that different is going to look like. But this one is, um, is sort of centered on three Bible stories and so um, it's kind of in three parts with each one of the three parts focusing on a different Bible story. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the real life application of those Bible stories, if that makes sense. Yep. So it's a, it's a little different, but it's so much. I mean, like I've had the best time. It's so much fun to write because it's a little there's a little bit more of a of an analytical part to it. And I don't mean like I'm like I'm breaking down, you know, no, but I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Root words mm-hmm. in, in scripture. I just mean like in terms of, I got real, real, real tired of myself writing that last one. I mean like super tired of myself. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> might've could have gone away for a while. Oh my gosh. And so it's been nice to tell stories, but not necessarily have the whole thing be yeah. about me. So, 
If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Speaking of your new book and and like the way that we need, like who, what is, I mean, you may not, I don't know if you want to. I'm asking for a person. I don't know. But who's someone that's been ahead of you in the game that's influenced your life? Oh, I love that question. Um, there are, a, I mean, I'm a, I mean, my mama, mm-hmm. obviously. My sister, obviously. Those are, those are two big ones. Um, but um, there have been two or three women here in Birmingham who have really um, meant the world to me, who continue to mean the world to me. And um, one of them is a lady named Mary Jo. Mary Jo... 
um, invited me right after we moved to Birmingham about 15 years ago. She invited me to, to come to her Bunko group. Uh-huh. I was from Mississippi. She was from Mississippi. And she has just become over the course of these 15 years, like she and her husband are sort of like my surrogate parents here. If mm-hmm. I'm really dealing with something or I'm really in a tough spot and I can't, I can't get to my parents, I'll, I'll just, I'll just take it upon myself to drive to their house. Um, and I've been in her Bible study off and on for years. And so Mary Jo is definitely one of those. Um, I have a friend named Pat who's the same thing, who I met through church, who um, she is the, the opposite of me personality-wise. She's super outspoken and, um, and very cut and dried, and I adore her. I'm so drawn to that personality, it's not even funny. For me to be kind of a people pleaser at times or, mm-hmm. you know, I try to... Never, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. I am fascinated by people who will just, just like, just lay it out there. And that's just how they are. They're not trying to be mean. They're just no. like, I'm just going to say it. Why would I not say it? Yeah, and I don't. And I never take it from her as as the as like that she's being mean. I just she's she's like why sugarcoat it? It's right. Just, it's just how it is. Uh-huh. And so, um, so Pat has been that for me. My friend Anne. Um, has has very much been that for me. Um, she's a little farther ahead in, in motherhood. So I've had three or four women here in Birmingham who have really, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think just sort of filled the gap where, since we don't have any family here, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and have been people I can go to and just say like, hey, so did when like your kids were 10, did they ever? Right. And just kind of go from there. And then you you work with teenage girls, right? Yeah, so and I so work. You with, get to do that every day. I do, and so I work with teenage girls, and um, and what's fun about that is, you know, not only working with the teenage girls, but watching them grow up. And a lot of the girls that I've worked with have families now, and oh. so that's, I mean, you know, that's kind of awesome. That's really fun. Yeah, it is fun, and so I think for us to not be from here. It has very much made us feel like we belong here because we've gotten plugged in with all these families you know that mm-hmm. over you know a period of time and yeah. i don't know it's a neat, it's a neat thing i i i love so much about that and and i've had people walk with me in my world as well that have been a little bit older especially we moved to nashville Aaron and i were married about almost two years and we moved to nashville where we had no family right and about a month later we found out we were pregnant and that was not mm-hmm. on the game plan mm-hmm. um and there was a a couple there the shingletons and they just literally took us in i mean mm-hmm. she's maybe she's only like you know she's probably 15 years older than me if that right and but she just took me in not like a daughter but like a friend but just someone who had been there already you know she had teenagers and here i was new mom it was it was life giving is what it was it really oh, was it, 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 it is. And I can remember going, I think Alex was maybe going into like, he was maybe going in like into K5 or something. I mean, he was so little. And um, I can remember going over to Mary Jo's one night just in tears for Bible study because of something he had said. It just made me worry <laughs> about like, you know, the, fa- the, the the eternal state of his soul or right. something. As a five-year-old. I, I, was, I was just all, and I'll never forget like, standing in front of her and telling her what he'd said. And it was all she could do not to just die laughing in my face. Right, right. I think y'all are going to be fine. I think (laughs) y'all are going to be okay. You know, she had three kids who were grown. Uh, Speaking of your son, he's in sixth grade. He's in sixth grade. I have a sixth grader this year as well. Yes, it's a very big year. It's a very big year. I know. Do you feel like he's different than fifth grade? 
Like someone asked I, me that the I other think, day. I, I think he feels like he's different. <laughs> <laughs> I think he thinks he's grown. The right. Um, yeah. No, he, the way our school is set up is sixth grade is still elementary school. So he's not, he has not made a transition into middle school. Okay. That'll be, he'll go in, he'll go into seventh and eighth grade junior high next year. But, okay. um, but so now he's, they're like the oldest kids at the school. Oh, so, in the school, yeah. uh, you know, and so he gets, and he's playing sixth grade football and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's loving life. It's, it's good to be, it's good to be a sixth grader. It's good to be a sixth grader. You know, I took Caden to, um, on church this past Sunday was the very first day that he went to students. Yes. Uh, and that was I, a, six ago. Oh, yes. I mean, I have just, I have looked forward to this forever because I think that we're going to be in our sweet spot with like junior high and high school kids. Like, I think I'm really going to really like my kids. I mean, I like them yes. now, but let's be honest, a seven-year-old, I mean, I love her to death. I can't, you know, I, I'm really, we're feeling like we're hitting it with sixth grade. So anyhow, we're walking down there and Sophie, we got to the door and he was, he was kind of nervous, uh, you know, it's all new and I said, do you want me to walk you in? And he's like, no. And he just walked in and I just started I'm, crying. <laughs> listen. I, oh. this, okay. Well, two Sundays ago, they did like a Friday night. They had sort of an orientation for the parents, but the kids all went into the student ministry thing and it was just sixth grade. And then the next day they took all the sixth graders um, on a, like to Stone Mountain just for the day and you know, kind of did a big trip with them. And then they went to their first day of student ministry small group on Sunday. So that was a great transition. That was easy. But this, so this past Sunday was the second Sunday. And I said, do you want me to walk you down there? And he was like, no, and you can just sit in the car when y'all are done. I'll come back. I'll come back to the car. I was like, all right. Okay. Well, this is where we are. This is where we are. I know. And I looked around as I had tears rolling down my face and there were all these high school girls. And I was like, just a crazy mom, guys. Nothing to look at here. <laughs> I know. And he is real carried away with it because he said, he said, Mama, they don't talk to us like we're little kids down there. They really, I mean, they're saying the same things to the seniors that they're saying to us. So I was like, well, by all means, let's totally don't dumb it down. big. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're really big stuff. So I, I'm like you, though. I feel like we are heading into our, and maybe it's because I work with teenagers, but I just feel like we're heading in, into this is going to be prime time for us. I feel like just because I love this stage, I love mm-hmm. kids this age. Yeah. I'm the one like when I had to keep the nursery full of two year olds. Uh-uh. I mean, like my blood pressure uh-uh. <laughs> skyrocketed because nope. it's like the goldfish and the bye bye buggy and nope. the, the, <laughs> the diapers, and it's just. And you know, there are some people who can just come in and just like take charge in that oh, situation. Yeah. yeah, have everybody holding hands, singing uh-huh. a song. Nope. And swing them at the same time. <laughs> I can't do that. I Me neither. But now I can I can break down some pop culture with some teenagers. I'm good with that. I love it. Erin was a youth pastor when we first got married. And so I feel like that's how we started, you know, like yes. dealing with students. And so we're ready again. Oh, okay. I know. It's a good thing. Okay, football. He's playing football. He's playing football. Have you been looking forward to, and I, I know you're a football fan like I am. You've been looking forward to your son playing football, or is it a little nervous? You know what? Okay, so he played last year. He played in fifth grade. Okay, tackle? But this was, this was like his school has a league, and, okay. and that league plays all, like a bunch of other schools in Birmingham. And it's tackle, it, like your baby has on pads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, actually, it's not the school that has a league, but it's some... Like there's a league that that's connected to the school. Gotcha. Well, so anyway, so last year he 
we had kind of a, a misunderstanding and he was he was on the team but anyway I won't even get into that whole thing but I loved it I like I loved I loved him being a part of that and so um but I had never really known if he would play or not and mm-hmm. I had told myself that I didn't really um that I, I didn't really care you know that I would be right. fine if he yeah. played uh-huh. if he didn't and then you sort of see him put those pads on, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I was I was, I was pretty much made for this. I was made. pretty much made <laughs> to be a football mama." And um, so I love it. Oh, I, do, I really do. I love it. I love it. I, I I literally have had to confess my sin of praying that my kids play college sports over that they're like missionaries <laughs> for the gospel. I mean, seriously. Aaron and I went to our, our first Texas Longhorn game when we first moved here. We had some student, uh, I mean, a, a player gave us his parents' tickets. So not only did we get to go to the game and have great tickets, but we got to go like back where all the parents hang out ahead of time. And I looked at Aaron and I said, I want this life. Like I I want the button. I want Uh the shirt. I want it all. Yes. And he, he was like, I think you should chill. Like our kids are, you know, seven. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, it never hurts to have a drink. Never hurts to have a drink. No. Right. And I, I think I I might have a a hope with a hand, with a couple, you know, my oldest (laughs) does not do sports at all. And so that's been a, you know what, that's been a tough pill for me to swallow if I'm completely honest, because he's my only biological son and I play sports. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, I always in my head envisioned that I would give birth to some sort of super athlete. Not that I was ever that athletic, but just because I love sports. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch anybody play anything, pretty yeah. much. And, um, and he loves sports, but he's not like, and he's a, he's a great teammate and like, he's going to fill a spot on the line. You know what I mean? Right. But he's not super athletic. Like he's not one of those kids who can just go pick up anything effortlessly right. and I probably went through something when he was about eight where I was like oh I don't know that we're gonna naturally be good at everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was sort of sad now you know now no. my expectations are much more in line I but I totally done that, that yes and my old my old child that's only biological of course he's just like his dad like he wants to do right. art he wants to do music and all of that yes. stuff is like a foreign language to me and yes. so it's just you know does David like to watch sports your husband Oh yeah, he does. But now here's where he's different than I am. He, I want to go to the game. I want Mm -hmm. to be at the game. Mm -hmm. I want to yell at the game. I want to be, I want, I want to be so involved with the game that the whole rest of the world disappears. He (laughs) likes to watch stuff at home. He wants to be in his chair. It's comfortable. Yeah. He wants to be with his big, he wants to be with his big television. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I am probably more obnoxious, particularly about college sports than he is. Gotcha. Which it's been just a great delight to him, mm, as I'm you can sure. imagine. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm married to someone who doesn't even know what like a right tackle is, you know. Yes. And so yes. we are on two different playing games. And I always tell Aaron, he has he's on stage here in Austin. I mean, he's a worship pastor, so he's on a stage. He has a platform. Our church is full of college students, and I'm like, can you just one time from the stage say that you love the Longhorns and would love to go to a game, just please for your wife. <laughs> He's like, no, that's not what my stage is for. It's to lead people to worship. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you're so holier than thou. You don't get me Longhorn tickets. I know. Principles. (laughs) Right, right. But I, too, I love going to games. It's so much fun. Yeah. I do, too. And um, and so I I have definitely passed that along to Alex. Like, he, he is, like, right now, he's like, Mama, we have not been to see Mississippi State play basketball in two years. Uh. You've 
you know, can we please get a basketball game this year? And it's really just been more scheduling than anything. But one thing that he and I do every spring, and David does too, but not with not to the degree that Alex and I do, is we go to the SEC baseball tournament every spring, and we'll go see anybody play. Like I, I don't that, yeah. And so, um, so he definitely has a love for for sports. Is he ever going to be a super athlete? No, but I just it, I love that he can you know that he enjoys them. Yeah. So that's fun. It's fun for all of us. We, um, I love baseball. And so I would much rather watch college baseball in person than any baseball on TV. It just, I don't really enjoy that. But um, one of my boys plays baseball. And again, I told you my husband is not a fan of sports. And you know, Little League baseball games can go on Uh for hours with nothing Uh really interesting happening. Every, I mean, it's his own son out there. And he looks at me like, I hate my life. This is the worst (laughs) thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, just cheer for your kid and act happy. And he's like, I'd rather be like planting grass seed by seed than this. Well, okay. And how does he do with the with the parents who are particularly enthusiastic? Oh, we oh, does just, he, does he, he can't understand it, can no, he? No, no. Uh-huh. The, the daddies who were all fired up and, and yelling at their eight-year-old. It's like, a, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. His eye on the ball. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Aaron doesn't even know what to say. Like, he, he bless his heart. I mean, you know, he just never played sport. It'd be like if you asked me to lead a choir. I'd be like, I don't know, sing a C note? I don't even know what that means, you know. We're just so opposite. But it's fun. I know. It is fun. Oh. I, I, are people, like, are, I'm, I'm guessing in Texas this holds true like it does in Alabama. But do you, do you run into the parents who are who are um, who are grooming their athletes for for bigger and better things you know, out there? We we have steered clear of that scene, and mm-hmm. so probably because I'm married to Aaron, right? It's we have not put such a priority on stuff, which I yeah. feel might be inhabiting my children's college um, scholarship, <laughs> you know, road road to um, success. But I'm going to go with it. We have not been in any leagues with, like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, we've kind of steered clear of that. And so I think that's helped us a bit. Yeah. I've, I've just, I have, um, we've had great luck with all that stuff. I've just, I've heard some, I've heard stories, mm. especially with baseball, about especially people. Especially baseball. Being, uh-huh. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, we've had, we've had great, we've had, we really have had a great experience. And football in particular has been so much fun because the parents are so much fun. And, um, like, we know, we know that the end of the road for us is it's going to be, um, senior year of high school yeah, if he sticks yeah. with it that long yeah. and so it's just fun I love, so fun. I love I love cheering for the kids on the team and the whole thing it's great I did sports as a as in high school and it really it really gives kids something like more to strive for and so it's yeah. great yeah so do y'all go to Mississippi State um, football games you know mm. we um, we do we don't go all the time okay we go a lot um, I don't know how much we're going to go this fall just because I've got a book deadline coming yeah. up and that seems to hinder me a little bit, but, um, but yeah, we go, we go back a good bit and, um, and love it. I mean, we just, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, it's like going home. Mm-hmm. So last yeah. season for us was so fun because we had a good little, a good little run there yeah. of, of, of being, you know, something special and, um, it I don't a- know, it's been it was, it was a good run for y'all. Yeah. I was looking at the top 25. And we're not in it. No. I know. And that's something. It is. It is something. And I was actually kind of like, huh. But I think, you know what? I, I think we play better when we have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Got a little pressure under you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, I mean, I'd way rather not be ranked than, than, than be, be like three and end up nowhere. 
yeah, than be overrated. Mm-hmm. But still, I don't know. That was that was a little bit of a deal when I, when the polls came out and we weren't there. But I, I understand why we're not. Apparently, we've lost some people we need, and I don't know. You know, we'll all see. of that, all of that. Well, I mm-hmm. I um I like keeping up with the stuff, so it's a lot of fun. I my brother is who I like talk to about football, so that's fun. Yeah, my my brother and I can't talk about it because he went to Ole Miss. Oh, and y'all so, are rivals, huh? Yeah. So we don't talk about it too, too much. I mean, we'll kind of talk in generalities. <laughs> my my nephew, my older nephew of his two boys, um, we text a lot. But, like, even he and Alex were trash talking yesterday about State and Ole Miss. Like, and are your nephews at Ole Miss? No, my nephews are still in high school. Okay, but, but, but they're but Ole Miss the old, fans. Yeah, big Ole Miss fans. Yeah. And so... Um, so Alex and the older one, um, Beck, they were they were messaging back and forth yesterday with some with some pretty good preseason um, trash talk, which I encourage as a parent, by the way. Go and then um, I, don't, I don't see any problem with that. Right. And then um, so, I, but my sister and I, my sister is completely, um, I wouldn't say obsessed, maybe, but she is as enthusiastic as I am about it. So we talk about it all the time. But I read the message boards, the whole thing. Like I'm, oh, you're all in. I've never I'm, done that. I don't post, but I read. Okay. And like, and sometimes they'll have these, like you know, they'll especially during recruiting, they'll have like these, um, these chat sessions where like the recruiting expert for mm-hmm. state will like they'll have like a I don't know they'll go I'll go into a chat room and stuff. And my sister and I have. Um, have have like watched those as they happen. So it's, it's like you're funny. peering in on what they're saying. Yeah, and um, you know, I I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's I need to get a life, don't I? I really no, do. I need to get a life. I do. I need to get a life. The I need whole to recruiting up. thing is so interesting to me as well. Oh. I'm like, I just want one of my kids to go through that so I can like tag along to all the <laughs> great behind just, the scene tours yeah. and dinners. This is amazing. Yeah, just see the sights. Yes. Like, I, mean, I know. On. I know. That's we, awesome. We were in Knoxville this summer, and we're friends with Coach Barnes, who's now the basketball coach there. And, I, he, and he was showing us all around everything, and I was like, this is amazing, and I hope that I get to do this with some of my kids to a couple handful of schools. Like, they're trying to, like, make the choice between, you know, University of Tennessee and Texas Longhorns or something. I don't know. I know so it would be some. Hey, y'all went to see y'all went to see Garth Brooks, didn't? You? Oh my gosh, yes, we did. Okay, listen, was that not because I because he was in Birmingham right after that? I think or the weekend after that, uh-huh. maybe that he was in Knoxville. Was that not unbelievable? Did you go? Yeah, we went here in Birmingham. It's the best show I've ever seen. I mean, it was unbelievable, and I saw him like in nineteen when David and I were first married, like in nineteen ninety eight or something in Baton Rouge. And so I was kind of like, oh, you know, it'll be one of those things where you kind of feel sorry for somebody who's trying to like (laughs) stay with it after all this time. But good for him for making effort. And I mean, we we left we left that place going like that's the best thing I've ever seen. It was the best. Would you say was it a lot like the first time you saw him, or I mean, was he just as amazing? He was just as amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was it was similar. I get. I mean, there were more songs, obviously, this time right. that he do. And I've actually seen him even before that in Startville one time. So this was my third time to see him. He was every bit as good as he was. Let the me first tell you what two. we um, when we were we were there. We were touring the basketball arena and stuff. And he walked in because he was about to go to a press conference. And I, of course, was like, "Oh my gosh, there is Garth Brooks! Like there he is." <laughs> And thankfully, Coach Barnes was like, hey, y'all should get a picture together. And I'm like, yes, that was so amazing. But let me tell you, he 
look like he'd been run over by a train. I mean, I, it was probably I, like three o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock in the afternoon, or something like that. I mean, I thought, oh gosh, like how is he going <laughs> to recover? Gonna from, yeah, this is this can't go well. And he got, and I know why he looked like that because I saw him perform that night. I mean, yeah. he is a hundred and ten percent the entire time. He's all he's all in, all in. And I, yeah, I really felt like like I left there, and I, I like I read I read a blog post about it. I was like, I'm so inspired by him because I mean, I, I think that in in all like in all honesty, the 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 regard in which he holds his audience in a way yes. like he holds his audience in such esteem yes. as he, and I don't mean to overanalyze it, but I mean like, but you can, because he has such a respect for his audience mm-hmm. that it, it makes everything he does infectious. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I was just blown away by it. And I really like at some point in my life, I think, please Lord, let me have dinner with Garth Brooks and Trisha Gilbert. <laughs> oh please. my gosh. And she, she has to cook. Yes, she has to cook. Yes, but I just want to have, I want to, just let me break bread with them one time more. Yes. Like, please. And you know what else? Speaking of his audience, we had, we had good seats. I mean, we, we, we were, did too. we were um, not on the floor or my kids would have hated that. So I'm glad, but we were the very first row when it starts to go to stadium. So, you know, like, so he was the right side. there with, he was yeah. right there. And I felt like he made personal this. He didn't really, but I felt like he made personal <laughs> eye contact with me through the entire show. Yes. Like, I felt like he was like, Jamie, this is for you. This is your yes. favorite song from high school. Yes. Yeah. Like y'all, yeah. y'all had a moment. Yes. And I uh-huh. think he, he, you're right. He creates this atmosphere that this show is completely for us as the audience. Yes. I, I felt like there were a thousand takeaways. I mean, mm. just even in terms of, of like the, the, the way that he honors the people in his band. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yes. You know, I just, I felt like, I don't know. I love the, the, I, I'm really not trying to over spiritualize this, but I have thought about it a lot. Like I love that verse in Romans that says to love one another with brotherly affection and seek to outdo one another and show an honor. And I feel like that was what you saw. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it was a country music show and all that kind of stuff, but the way that he honored his band yep. and the, the, the crew and mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I thought there, there's something about that that has, that has some saying power beyond just some songs. Well, it shows a lot because if you remember, every time he would introduce someone, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's been playing with me for like three years. No, These people have it, been playing with him for... 20 years. Exactly. 20 years, some of them. Like, this, the, these are his people. Yes. That was, the I think, the, the, sh- the, the shortest amount of time somebody had been with him was 17 years. Yeah. I mean, Which, and that just goes a lot to show how well he treats his people. Yeah, and he's loyal, and I don't know. I just, I was so curious. I thought about it for days after. Did Trisha come sing at your show? She did come sing at our show. Okay, yeah, us too. Just a few songs. Yeah, she probably did three songs, mm-hmm. maybe four, I don't know. But I just, I don't know. I loved it. It was it was a highlight of summer 2015 for it us. It was for, for us sure. too. And you know what? My kids, they were there, and they kept saying all day, because we told them that we've got these tickets, and they kept saying, uh, what, when are we going to that Garfield show? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Garth Brooks. I mean, everywhere we went, there were people in Knoxville for the show. I mean, it's not that big of a town, but it was just hilarious. And I thought they're going to hate this. And they loved it. And Sophie, I kid you not. I stood up the entire time and sang every single song oh, and said everybody in the stadium. Yeah. I was exhausted. I mean, you know, I felt like I had, <laughs> I'd given everything I had yep. by the time that thing was over. Yeah. I was and Aaron, so you know, my husband who doesn't even like country music was like, that was amazing. Yes. I, I, I know it was, it was the best. 
It really so, does. And then the other person on that spectrum for me is Amy Grant. Yeah, I adore her. And um, and I just bought tickets. She's doing a Christmas show here in Birmingham with oh. the Alabama Symphony. And I know that it won't be like a Garth Brooks show or whatever, but I'm just as excited. They're just people like that who there's something about their, I don't know, they're just they're operating right in the center of their giftedness. And they mm. just, I don't know, it makes you like release endorphins or something. It just, it just makes, makes you want to just sit and watch and be with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. That is amazing. That's we went to a concert the other day, and Aaron had been looking forward to it forever. And as mm-hmm. of right now, I can't even tell you the person's name because I did oh, not no. know them. And I uh-huh. said that to someone, and they looked at me like I had three eyes. And I was like, "Okay, you Austin people, I don't know these people, but I know who Garth Brooks is." <laughs> like, but did, I, but did Aaron enjoy the concert? He did. John yeah, he. Lo- oh, of course, he loved it. Yeah. We went to, we had not been married very long and we were, we went to Los Angeles to see a friend of ours and we had heard that there was this very famous guitarist who was going to be at this place in LA. Anyway, um, we went and our friend was so excited because he was like, I mean, it's so-and-so and and he's such a big deal. And we were kind of like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Um, And we, you know, we were, we were still in our twenties. I mean, like we should have been more with it, but I made it like five minutes. I couldn't, uh, whatever that particular, like, gifting was that he had i was not given the do you know who it was i do but i don't want to say i don't want to be i don't want to be hurtful but it was a it was a famous it was a famous guitarist and i'm here to tell you it was not music to my (laughs) my ears it was it was terrible it was terrible oh it's just everyone has their thing that they love i know they do reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey. I'm um, speaking of fun. things that you love. What are three things you're loving right now? Three things I'm loving right now. Um, I am loving. Um, okay, so there's um, this benefit. They're real mascara that I'm really loving. Okay, it's taken me a long time. You know, I'm very particular. I have a like. I always think there's a mythical unicorn of mascara. Like there is one mascara out there that is absolutely perfect. It will lengthen as well as volumize. And um, it won't, you know, it won't smear or whatever, but I'm really loving that particular mascara. It's good. Okay. Um, I am loving um, Mary's Gone Crackers, this kind of crackers, every seed crackers Ooh. that are, you know, I don't know. They're made with all kinds of very organic sounding ingredients, but they're delicious. They're tiny and crispy and mm. delicious. I, love I have them. a girlfriend who just sent me a recipe. She's like, I'm making my own crackers this weekend. Do you want to? Oh. And I was like, wait, she's making her own crackers? Yeah. Like how? I don't know. I just thought I would buy them. (laughs) Well, sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. I made crackers. Crackers. Love it. Um, and what else am I loving? I am loving, um, okay. So there's this, um, documentary series on Netflix that I actually saw Jenny Allen mention one day on Instagram. I think I know what you're going to say. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, so have, you love it? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I got obsessed with it because I love creative people. Mm-hmm. They, like, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how they're creative. Like, that's why I'm fascinated by your friend making crackers. Like, right. I don't care how you're creative. <laughs> but I'm, I'm fascinated especially by chefs. And so, um, like, I'm all in every season with Top Chef. Um, I love Project Runway for the same reason. I don't understand how you can see the fabric and figure out how to make it do those things. Right. But Chef's Table like to see sort of the way deep behind the scenes about why people do what they do. I just, like there were a few of them where I just wept because you just know those people were made to do that thing. Like they were, there was nothing they could have done to escape that thing yeah. in their lives. And you and can so, see them come alive. Like we've, we've yes. watched it and Aaron is just like you. It wasn't one of my personal favorite TV shows because I'm more drawn to like, drama like nashville <laughs> so you yes. know i need listen but- <laughs> listen, listen. again there listen the body needs the body of christ jamie that's, yes we can't right. all have the same thing and so sister wives you know i need nashville <laughs> and sister wives in my life yeah, right. um, but aaron loved it so much and he said the exact same thing that you just said he said to see these people do something that they love so well and with so much passion i mean they're not yes. and it doesn't just have like oh this is a chef in new york city these are chefs like in the like boondocks of peru and stuff i mean yeah and, and honestly like living in in patagonia yes. in Uruguay, and like i i but the, there were a couple that just really i don't know that just really sort of stayed with me and so i love that but that's i'm just kind of fascinated by that creativity but i've watched all six of those so i need for them to and now you're needing mean, for more I needed to do another round. Yeah. And, and listen, I, I totally appreciate your love for Nashville. I've never really gotten into that, but you know, I have been, I've been known to watch some reality TV in my day. I know. So. I know and I'm just, I, I, I love it. And I don't get to watch it that often now that school, you would think I would get to watch more TV that school's now in session, but actually like I'm, I get to work more now that school's in session. So I'm not yeah. watching that much TV. Yeah. And it's, I didn't watch much this summer. There was just not really anything I, on. I didn't I either. Cause the kids are here like there's no more napping and you know like we're like doing stuff we're in this new stage it's great I Uh, told someone this recently I think I may have said it on here so when Aaron was watching the chef's table you know they had the episode of the guy in Patagonia yes and I was like I thought that was just a clothing line like I didn't (laughs) know that that was really a place apparently apparently it's a place without power there you go apparently (laughs) it's a place you need to know how to build a fire. Oh my gosh! So yeah, at, that show is really, really good. Love it. It's be, it was just and it was beautifully it's done. Beautifully done. You're exactly right. The, it's not. It's not. Someone didn't just put together something and make yeah. a documentary. It is very well put together. So I love that. That's that's probably my favorite. Um, my favorite thing I watched over the summer. Love it. Love it. What are you reading right now? Um, I am reading right now. I am reading a book that um, I'm actually that I'm, I'm I'm a little bit in love with called, uh, and you may have read it. It's called Jesus Outside the Lines by no. Scott Sauls. No, you read it? no. Um, I just I don't know how I don't even remember how I heard about it. It was I'm sure it was something online. Somebody recommended it because that's how I, you know I found out about. I, I, listen, I wouldn't know how to drive <laughs> from place to place if people online didn't tell me where exactly, I needed to go. Exactly right. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, um, he's a pastor in Nashville at a Presbyterian church in Nashville. And it is just, I get real discouraged sometimes by, um, by 
very polarizing voices Mm -hmm. that seem to like to go after each other, Mm -hmm. especially in the church. And so, um, like, I mean, it can really sit me. I can get, I can get so sad. It's ridiculous. Like I could cry right now talking to you about it. It, it makes me so sad the way that we, we, we like to attack our own. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, you know, we're going to disagree. We can't, there's no way around it. I feel like we can, we should be able to do that with some, with, with some, some grace, yeah, yeah, with yeah. some love, and um, anyway, and so this is really all about that, and about how you know we just just learning how to to sort of um, extend a wide berth of grace with each other, mm. and I don't know, it's just really good, and it looks at all different you know facets sort of of life in the church, and yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I have a friend who's a Bible teacher, and I I gave him a copy of it a couple of weeks ago, and said I just really think that you'll you'll like this. And and he said, he just sat outside on his porch and wept when he mm. read it because it's just, it's a, um, it, it's been like a balm to me. Cause I feel like I, I came out of the summer, just social media and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Just watching yeah, everything that went down. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It, that's good. We are just starting a new uh, series and we don't do a lot of series at our church. Our church usually just like preaches from like Ephesians for like five years yeah. or something, but we we're doing this. That's us too. We've yeah. been in the, um, we've been in a series called, um, for the love of God, which is just us going through the Bible. Now I feel like for about, about 14, 15 years. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've been here seven <laughs> years. I think we've done three books. Yeah. 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 I think our churches are, are actually a lot alike um, from what I can tell. But anyway, where do you yeah. go to church? We go to the church at Brook Hills. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. we just, so we just started this new series on neighboring. And our pastor, Matt, was just talking this week about what you were just talking about. And he was saying, like, no other time that he has seen in his lifetime, and he's, you know, early 40s, has he seen so much that the church really needs um, to, you know, the verse where it's like, people know you're my people, by the way, you love each other. And he said, now there are so many, like, theological stances that the church is needing to take that if we do that and we have no love, then it is, it is just like Paul said, it is nothing. Like if I yeah, do this with no love, no, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have no voice. Yeah. And and here's the other thing. And I promise I'll, I'll be quiet. This is, this is such a, like, this is, this is one of those things I can kind of get going about, but we also have to remember we have a generation behind us that does not have to listen to us. Mm. Like we listen to the people ahead of us. Cause we didn't really have an option. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. we, if somebody was in front of us, we tended to to give that voice some some credibility and and give that voice an audience because we were told that that's what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to respect our elders and listen. These kids have on their phones a captive audience mm-hmm. and can be an audience to whatever they want to bear witness to right. all day long. Mm-hmm. We didn't so, have that option. We had one option. No, whoever was talking option. to us in that moment. Yeah, and they have all the options. And so... Um, so we have to, we we just got to love them really well. And we got to, we got to love them unconditionally, even when we would rather, you know, even yell and scream. And yeah. Stop our feet. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole okay, other. So I'm going to have to get that book because that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. I think you would love it. I think you would love it. I have um, recommended it like crazy. It's just, it's, it's kind of like an exhale for me because mm-hmm. you can start to feel like the, the voices at either end of, you know, all these different issues that are screaming the loudest, mm-hmm. um, speak for the majority and, and they may, I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not one to be able to live at extremes real well. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. I love it. Tell me the name one more time. Jesus outside the lines. Jesus by Scott, outside the lines. 
Scott Sauls is the pastor and the author. And okay. he, um, from what I, I mean, I've just, again, I've just read, but apparently he, I think he worked at Redeemer in New York for a uh-huh. while with Tim Keller. Keller and okay. so, and so, you know, anything Tim Keller writes pretty much makes me weep. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that is so great. And if you're listening, I'm going to put, I obviously put all the links up, but I also have an Amazon link too for all the books that I do. So it's easy to find. So you have to remember. Oh, Jamie, you're so organized. I know. I try to be. I try to be. That's awesome. Well, Sophie, this has been so fun. I know. I've loved talking to you. I could talk to you for about 15 more hours about football. but And that would be probably- fun, but no one would really want to listen. No, nobody really care, but I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah. So. Uh, well, Sophie, thank you so much. Seriously, hey, I'm so glad you came on the happy hour. I'm so glad I came on the happy hour. It was awesome. It was so fun. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too. I'll talk to you. Okay, bye. Bye. Guys, that was a fun show. Sophie and I had the best time chatting, and she's one of those people that I watch from afar And I just know that she is a great friend, a great mom, a great encourager, and a great lover of God. And I think that came through in our conversation today. Remember, everything we chatted about will be up on my website, jamieivy.com. If you have questions, if you want to know how to find the podcast that her and Melanie do, or the books that we talked about, or the mascara, and any books we mentioned, I make it really easy because on this show, I like to talk about books a lot. I like to read. I like to talk about books. And you can find all of those books at jamieivy.com slash happy hour books so that's an easy place to know where to always find those books next week my friend jessica honiger is stopping by and we're talking about something that's dear to both of our hearts adoption and of course noonday she's the founder of that and you know that i love it friends thanks so much for listening and sharing with your friends each week i get the best messages on facebook twitter instagram and email from you guys telling me how encouraged you are by the happy hour and i'll say it a hundred times again That is why I do this show. I want you to have fun when you listen, and I want you to laugh. But more than anything, I want you to leave this show, this hour that you have with me and my guests, and I want you to leave encouraged and inspired. Guys, have a great week, and enjoy a happy hour this week with your girlfriends. And take a picture and tag me because I want to act like I'm there with you. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.